Welcome back. This is episode number 121 of Our Young Creators, the podcast. It's Wednesday, so that means we are continuing with our series all about what if. We are bringing you guests from all walks of life who have asked themselves the question, what if, and then have gone out to make something amazing happen. Our guest today is Diane Thompson, and Diane runs a company called Ruth's Simple Organizing Solutions, and we're chatting all about creating a shared office space or a shared workspace. So if you're like me and you share a space with your kids, with your partner, or anybody else, Diane is going to peel back the layers and help us create a workspace that works for all of us. If you or your kids are out there creating amazingness in the world, I would love to feature you on the podcast head over to ouryoungcreators.com slash podcast and click on the Be Our Guest link right there. And we look forward to showcasing what you are creating out in this amazing world. Cheers. What began as an experiment to bring my 11-year-old daughter into my business has evolved into Our Young Creators, a podcast, a training center, and a movement dedicated to equipping kids with real-world marketable skills so that they can fund their own brighter futures. We're here to inspire you to turn consumption time on devices into creation time and use technology as a tool to bond and not bicker with your kids. Join us each week as we share the inner workings of our partnership and bring you stories from guests of all ages and from all walks of life on our quest to nurture and to celebrate our young creators. Diane helps mom entrepreneurs and side hustlers to create and organize their shared home office spaces. She knows firsthand that working from the comfort of your living room, dining room, or bedroom has a unique set of challenges and is on a mission to make working from home easier for you. She is a chemist by trade and an organizer by passion and has been organizing other people's stuff since middle school. And I'm sure there's a great story there. Her her first entrepreneurial venture was an Etsy shop selling crochet hats and bags. She loves home-cooked dinner parties and spending time with her family, music, and red wine. Diane, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. 
I am so glad that we connected and I am curious to find out about your chemistry background because I distinctly remember in college that I had to take organic chemistry because mm. at the time I was pre-med. So that was something that was on the slate of classes. And I remember walking into this class being really scared because I had heard that the teacher that I was getting was really tough. But what happened is that I ended up loving this class. It was the weirdest oh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> I used to dream about organic reactions and I used to love playing with a little molecule kit that we got. So I'm curious to know what that journey was like for you and really how you started into what you're doing today. Yeah, well, um, when I went to college, I didn't actually know what I wanted to major in at first. And um, I had realized I liked doing the lab work and like the bio. And um, so I kind of started off on that track and um, working towards a clinical lab sciences degree, I ended up graduating with a biochemistry degree. Um, and I've been organizing people since middle school because um, my best friend who used to live down the street from me, she would um, get into trouble often, um, <laughs> like in school or whatever. And um, her parents would like make her completely do her room uh, before she was able to leave the house. And, um, you know, she's not the most organized person. <laughs> and um, I love to do it. So she would, you know, ask her parents like, Hey, can I come help me? And they actually said yes every time. And so I would come over there and we would fix her room up to where she was able to like go outside and hang out. Um, and we did that <laughs> often. Um, I, I, I still that. actually help her do that to this day. So, <laughs> Oh my gosh. So good. I love that her parents would let you over to help her clean and then you could go do your own thing. But they probably After knew it was actually going to happen. <laughs> Well, that was so smart on the parents' behalf because I know sometimes I get really focused on, okay, it's going to happen this way. And so I kind of close myself off to outside help sometimes. Gotcha. But I yeah. love that your friend's parents were like, yes, bring her over because we know it's going to get done. And then you can go do what you want to do. That is brilliant. Yep. <laughs> so biochemistry is a long way from what you're doing now. As you were progressing through middle school, high school, and college, did you continue to help other people organize during that time? Um, sometimes, not as much as I did um, when I was younger um, around my friend because we moved apart from each other. And um, just, you know, from time to time when people needed it, I would help them uh, throughout my college years. And... Um, it wasn't until I had my, um, my second child when I decided that if I was going to have to spend 40 plus hours away from my home, um, I wanted it to be doing something that I loved. I had no longer um, really had like a strong desire or love for, for chemistry anymore. And um, getting like being able to just organize people's stuff all day has always been like a dream job for me. Um, I just never really saw how I could actually do it. 
Like I'm like the, you know, get a nine to five and, you know, I've always had that kind of mentality growing up. And so um, actually having my own business always seemed far-fetched to me and um, up until um, about two years ago, so. And there's so many points in this story that I want to, to touch on. And the first one is this. And I faced the same thing. When I went to college, I went to go study medicine because that's what I thought I wanted to do. My family was so excited that that was my chosen path. You know, they would tell their friends, and I'm sure your parents were so proud of, of the chemists in the family. And then you had this little inkling in the back of your mind that there was something else that you loved, but you kind of set it aside, as I did. I put it aside for a long, long time. And what advice knowing what you know now, would you give to a parent who wants to support their kids but has this ideal thing they, they want to help them achieve? How would you help them to realize and help them discover what those hidden passions and talents might be? How would I help the parent? Yeah, how would you help the parent come to understand your kids and how you can help them discover these hidden talents and not feel like they are not living up to expectations, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Um, I feel like uh, with the hidden talents, I, I don't feel like they're all that hidden um, for the most part. Um, maybe the parent doesn't really see it as something that would actually sustain them as uh, making a living. Mm-hmm. And um I don't know. I would just encourage the parent to, um, even if their child can't get paid doing whatever it is that they're passionate about, still be able to um, do whatever that activity or uh, whatever that is so that they can um, still have that fulfillment. And I feel like eventually um, being able to practice at whatever that is, um, they're eventually going to get drawn into that direction. And eventually I think they'll find a way to where they can make a living doing whatever that is. That is great advice. There's lots of avenues to pursue what it is they're interested in because as parents, we know what they like to do maybe at three is different than what they like to do at six and 12. And it may change and morph and move into something else. But it seems like for most kids and most people that I I chat with, that for years, they have this little voice that Mm -hmm. maybe it's intuition, whatever it is, that they know that they want to be doing something else, but they push it off as being impractical. They push it off as, can I make money doing that? Never really thinking about the big picture. It's always about supporting the family and is it practical and can I make a living doing that versus what would I absolutely love to spend all day every day doing? Yeah. Yep. And I think in part schools promote that idea that you just do what you're told and do what society says and here's here's the track for you. But I worry about that because there are so many kids who do that and then when they're 40, 50, 60, they think about, I wonder what would have happened if I would have done this thing that I really loved, but I knew this thing was what was expected of me. 
Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah, definitely, definitely a challenge. Yeah. So how do you help mom entrepreneurs and side hustlers to organize their spaces? Well, it depends on um, the level of where they're at with their space. Um, if they don't have a space at all, if they're just on the couch or the dining room table with a laptop and they want to actually have like a, a small office set up in a certain room, I would help them figure out the best room to put that in. Um, so if you have school age kids, um, you wouldn't necessarily want to work in the dining room right when they get home from school. You would probably want to do it first thing in the morning or when they go to bed. Um, and depending on where the kids hang out when they come home, if they're hanging out in the living room, you might not want to have your office in the living room. You may be better off in the dining room. Um, so it, it really just depends on family schedule. Um, when you work best, because you have to keep that in mind as well. I mean, if you are like, whoop-de-woo, by 9 p.m., that is not the time that you said to work on your business, you know? Um, yeah. You're better off working first thing in the morning or, you know, what have you. So it, it's a few factors that kind of combine into one to where we would figure out the best time and place for you to work in your house. So it's so smart, though, that you said, think about the schedule, think about your kids, think about the traffic flow in each room as we're deciding where we're going to set up shop. All right, so I want to talk about organizing because I know for me personally that it's a struggle. I will go through spurts where I like to be really organized. It will take me the whole day to reorganize a room, and I like it for a while, but in a matter of days, it seems, it just doesn't work for me. And because my kids help me in my business, you know, all of a sudden there's their stuff and there's my stuff. And sometimes they get mixed up. How would you suggest parents who have kids who want to work together, what are some ways that they can organize their stuff to make things the most productive and joyful? So um, when you share a space with somebody else and um, you're working there together, my first thing, uh, especially with the children, I would suggest giving them uh, kind of designating a space for them as their own so they can, you know, um, take care of it as such. Um, I know with my daughter in particular, um, once I created a space for her, for her uh, homework station or what have you, uh, she actually took care of the space. Like she's putting her stuff back and she's like proud of like, that's her area. Um, and so I feel like you can probably do this within an office uh, that you share with your own children, whether it's, um, you know, I'm not sure what exactly you guys use often. You're podcasting. So I'm sure some, uh, video or uh, mic something or another, uh, equipment, uh, computer. Um, I don't know if there's uh, any kind of paper involved, pens, maybe some notepads or something. Um, so you have two daughters? I have two, yes. Okay. So say um, your daughter, whenever she goes to, I don't know, edit a podcast or whatever, um, she uses these three things all the time, whatever those three things are. Well, you could have them set up in a uh, bin or something 
Uh, it could sit on the desk, it could sit near the desk on a shelf, but she can always just grab that one thing and come and do her work and, and, and do it like that. Um, and that would keep her stuff separate instead of intermingling with yours. Um, now, if you wanted everybody's to intermingle, that's fine. Um, you all would just need to get on the same page as far as a routine to keep the items where they belong. For parents of teens and tweens who, for them, organization and picking up after themselves is definitely not probably in their top five things in their day. <laughs> Do you have any yeah. tips for those of us living that? Well, um, my daughter is six and um, she literally, when she gets home from school, she takes her clothes, like wherever she takes her stuff off, that's where it drops. Um, I can talk to her till my face turns blue mm -hmm. about picking up after herself and we're still here dropping our stuff in the floor. <laughs> I'm glad it's not just me. <laughs> no, no, and I, I feel like I should be in a better place with her at five. I'm, I'm at six, but I'm, I'm not. Um, so with, with, with her as an example, um, the continue, continuing to request that, you know, she picks up uh, behind herself. And then also um, make it easy for her to do that. So, um in our case, I literally, I have clothes all over my house sometimes. Um, so if she takes her stuff off in the dining room, just maybe have a hamper set up in the dining room. <laughs> so it's easy. I'm serious. Like, <laughs> I could you not like sneaking on the table the whole night. Like they just, they don't care. <laughs> they don't. Okay. They don't. Oh, um, you know, and it doesn't have to be like, you know, one of those, um, it could be decorative and wicker and fancy, you know. Um, but you know, um, in the in the example with your daughter in her art room, um, maybe she can have uh, different places in the room where she works to set brushes or um, writing, coloring utensils, and not just one area, so that when she goes from one space to the other, she can still put stuff away but she's in that whole other part of the room um, creating. And then it's not like stuff's all over the place. There's stuff to put uh, <laughs> markers. Um, I don't know what kind of art she does, but paintbrushes, whatever, in containers, you know? Yes, and I feel like I have a container for everything that I've clearly labeled and yet when I go up there, because I like to do video up there because the lighting is beautiful, mm -hmm. I have to clear off the table to make room for it all, even though right next to me, literally an arm's length away is the mm -hmm. box for the markers or the paint brushes or the paint. And yet here it sits on this table and it's a communal table. We all like to go up there and do our own things up there. So maybe we just need to get different tables so we each have our own space i just i'm not sure what to do anymore well i'm curious you said uh boxes are those boxes with lids on them or yeah so i have a lot um, of storage bins with lids um because for a short time for th about three years we ran a preschool so everything was labeled because it used to sit on a big tall shelf so my teachers could find everything mm -hmm. right and so now we have those same bins on just shorter shelves and they're stacked in there Gotcha. Nicely. So when I go in there, I'll go in there sometimes and 
I will do a thorough cleaning and put everything back. But then I think, gosh, I really need to have her do this because if I keep doing it, she's going to continue to, to not organize her own space. Gotcha. And, and with the tables, you may not need um, several different tables, but maybe you have um, containers on the tables that would be easy for her to drop in instead of going to reach and put something in a box. Sometimes as simple as lifting a lid, people are just not going to feel like doing that. It's much easier <laughs> to just throw it in a, in, in a cup right in front of them. You know what I mean? And, that, and that's what I mean that's by um, going with your own routine, like kind of figuring out how you work mm -hmm. and then just organize yourself towards that. Because if you try to go too extreme for, um, how you how you are as a person it's probably never going to happen or it's going to take a really long time for it to to happen like that okay. so that is great advice and i'll have to go up there and and reassess sort of the flow up there so we can organize it because when we do master classes we actually will be in this room because we can we can plug the computer into the internet versus relying on wi-fi all the time gotcha. so, yeah so we'll have to it's a work in progress, as are most things, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm curious to know if you have a favorite type of resource for organizing, whether it's boxes or bins, or you have found something that you just love and couldn't live without. I'm a little obsessed with shoeboxes. <laughs> Anything with a lid on it, I don't know. I just, it, it looks clean. Mm-hmm. Um, and it works for stuff that you don't have to go into all, all the time. Because if you have to go into it all the time, like I'm saying, lifting a lid is just annoying. Um, you know, if you have to go into it all the time, you would want an open bin of some okay. sort. But um, I personally like those pretty storage boxes that are like decorative on the outside with the little label on the top, on the side. Yeah, that's my thing. I love it. Yeah, I love those too. And, and that is up there. It just, like you said, it, maybe it's not as convenient as it needs to be yeah. to make things be reorganized after all the fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. And then what you could do, you could even try some things out before you even start buying hmm. new stuff, you know? You could try some stuff out, like whether it's like um, little cups or even um, taking the storage box from the shelf and leaving it on the table with the lid off, see if the stuff actually makes it back in there. You, you never know. Yeah. That is a really good point. I'll have to try that to have a little box where they can gather stuff and then go put it away maybe at the yeah. end of the week, but at least it's in one central location. So right, that, and not sprawled all over yes, the place. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's a really great idea. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I think that you might have a resource for parents who are creating their spaces at home. Yeah, um, it's, yeah it's either the... Um, how to get rid of distractions in your shared workspace or um, how to organize everything. Um, Those are really both great. So if my listeners are interested in grabbing one of those resources, where should they go to find them? Um, they can just go to the website at um, www.ruthsos.com. RuthSOS.com, yes. And I think there's a story too, right, about the name Ruth. Because for a long time, I was really confused thinking, wait, I thought her name was Diane. And now yeah. I'm going to search up Ruth. So tell us the story about Ruth. <laughs> well, um, Ruth is my grandmother's name. And it's also my middle name. 
I, I've, I've just always been very fond of her. Um, she's inspired me in a lot of ways. I mean, she had five kids and work nights in the maternity ward. And like my mother said, they always had a hot meal on, on the table. And I, I don't really know how she, how she did that, but um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, she just kind of inspired me and um, I just wanted to name my company after her. Oh, that is such a sweet story. I love hearing the story behind the names of businesses because usually there's such a great story like this about honoring your grandma and honoring the space she holds in your heart and then sharing that with the world. That is amazing. Thank you. Any last minute tips you can give to our listeners about creating a shared space with their kids? Exercise some patience and uh, <laughs> and just uh, feel free to try things and watch them work and see if you can help them um, help them do what they do by um, you know kind of surrounding them with the materials that they need as far as organizing. Amazing. And listeners, if you're out there trying things, I would love to see your before and after pictures. Come over to our Facebook page, (laughs) Our Young Creators, and share what Diane has inspired you to create or recreate in your house because I definitely could use the inspiration as I have my own challenges here in my house. So please come over and share your befores and afters and let Diane know that what we chatted about today made a difference in your life. Diane, I want to thank you so much for your incredible advice today and for your time. And I will make sure that on our website that you have direct access to all of your connection places, your website and Facebook as well. I'll make sure we can link directly to you so people can come and find you and see the amazing work that you are doing. Okay. Well, thank you for having me. This is really fun. Before you head out on the rest of your day, I want to ask you a question. What are you going to do with what you've learned on this podcast? Are you going to store it inside of your phone and have it there as a reminder of things you want to do? Or are you going to take action? If your answer is taking action, then I invite you to join us inside of Ninja School. We just opened the doors last week, and this program was developed because of all of the questions we kept getting asked about how the heck do we get our message on so many different platforms. Inside of Ninja School, it's all about taking massive action. Not only are we going to learn the tactical aspects of incorporating some tools and software into our businesses, we're also going to dive into a bit of strategy so that there is a reason why you're sharing your message and you're wanting to get it on more platforms. Now look, I know summer is coming up and you probably want to work a little bit less inside of your business. I totally get it. And if that is you, you definitely want to join us in Ninja School because we're going to learn to automate the process of getting our message on multiple platforms. And we're talking 50 plus. And we're going to be able to do it in less time than you're probably taking right now to get on just a handful. 
If this sounds like something you're ready to incorporate into your business to free up time and to reach more people, then my friends, I invite you to head over to bit.ly forward slash OYC Ninja. And I look forward to helping you, holding your hand, and taking massive action together. Head over to bit.ly slash OYC Ninja. Cheers, my friends.